see that the jawjacking had subsided, it was time to get serious. Turning his head to the right and down, his lips found the tube for his neoprene camel water pack, and he sucked in a mouthful of fresh water. The men had been drinking all the water they could hold for two days. Hydration before an op in this part of the world was crucial. Even at night, the temperature was still in the mid-eighties, and the humidity wasn't far behind. The only thing that was keeping them from sweating through their BDUs was the breeze created by the boat as it cruised at twenty-plus knots. Once they hit the beach, though, that would change. They had a two-mile hike ahead of them through the thick tropical jungle, even with all the water they'd drunk in the last two days. Each man on the team would probably lose five to ten pounds just hiking in and out. A firm hand fell on Devolus's shoulder. He turned to look at the captain of the boat. Two minutes out, Jim. Get your boys loaded up. Devolus nodded once and blinked, his white eyes glowing bright against the dark camouflage paint spread across his face. Thanks, Pat. The two men had practiced this drill hundreds of times back in Coronado, California, at the headquarters for Naval Special Warfare Group One. Don't go wandering off on me now, Devolus said with a wide grin. The captain smiled in the manner of someone who's confident in his professional ability. If you call, I'll be there guns a-blazing. That's what I like to hear. Devolus nodded and then turned to his men. With his forefinger pointed straight up, he made a circular motion, and the seals instantly got to their feet. A moment later, the boat slowed to just under five knots. The Mark V, in addition to being extremely fast, also came with a slanted aft deck that allowed it to launch and receive small craft without stopping. Without a word, the men grabbed the sides of their black CRRC with a forty-horsepower outboard leading and walked down the aft ramp. The men stopped at the end of the ramp, just shy of the Mark V's frothy white wake, and set the rubber boat on the non-skid deck, the lower unit of the outboard hanging in the water. A crew member from the Mark V held on to the rubber boat's bow line and looked for each man to give him a thumbs up. All eight men were low in the boat, clutching their handholds. One by one, they returned the sign. The call came over the headset that the launch was a go and the crewman tossed the bow line into the boat. A second crewman joined the first and together they shoved the black rubber boat down the ramp and into the relatively warm water. The small rubber boat slowed instantly, the seals hanging as far to the aft as possible to prevent the bow from submarining. The boat rocked gently in the wake of the Mark V, and no one moved a muscle. The men lay perfectly still, listening to the ominous moan of the Mark V as it sped away. Not one of them had any desire for the boat to return until they needed it. They eagerly looked forward to carrying out their mission. Unfortunately, they were unaware that thousands of miles away— They'd already been fatally compromised by someone from their own country. Chapter One Anna Rielli drifted in and out of sleep, the warm sun enveloping her in a hazy dream. Her bronzed skin glistened with a mixture of sweat and sunscreen. A slight afternoon breeze floated in off the ocean. It had been the perfect week. Nothing but food, sun, sex, and sleep. The ideal honeymoon. A small resort on a remote Caribbean island with their own secluded cabana, gravity pool, and beach. Total privacy. No TV, no phones, no pagers. Just the two of them. 
She opened her eyes at touch and looked down at her wedding ring. She couldn't help but smile. She was like a schoolgirl again. It was a perfect diamond set in an elegant platinum Tiffany setting. Not too big, not too small, just right. Most important, though, it was from the right man. The man of her dreams. She was now officially Mrs. Anna Rapp. He had been a little surprised that she'd taken his name without so much as a word of debate. She was a feminist, after all, with definite liberal leanings, but she could also be an old-fashioned romantic. She could think of no other man she respected more. It was an honor to share his name, and she wanted the world to know that they were now a family. In addition, she could also be pragmatic. She had no desire to one day see her grandchildren running around with four last names. Professionally, though, she would keep her maiden name. As the White House correspondent for NBC, she already had name recognition.